Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkasten mit Tom Reimann an David Bell. Hello, everyone. Hello. Or episode of Hypecast. Hypecast. Oh, it's the show where we get Hypecast. hyped about stuff and things. I'm your co-host, Tom Ryman. I'm the other co-host, David Bell. And a third person. Hi. I did it. I said hello. I said I spoke. Hi. Hi, Hi. I'm Liz Shannon Miller. Uh, I'm a, a former co- a former coworker of Tom's and current uh, uh, person who covers a lot of film and TV. Welcome. Thank you so much for being on, Liz. Thank you. I'm excited. You've got. I I have my Google Doc all open, Mm -hmm. and all of these, all these very logical and sensical words on on my screen right now Mm -hmm. are very, very, very helpful. It won't help you at all. It's yeah. (laughs) We're gonna walk you through all these words. Yeah. Uh, Sure. Yeah, and they will become clearer. Well, I just appreciate any sort of a parenthetical note that includes rhymes with jizz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have a pronunciation guide for all of our Patreon supporters. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's very, it, it, this is all very official. We want to say it right, you know, obviously. <laughs> uh-huh. they, they paid you good money. You They deserve. Exactly. Yes. They've earned it. They've earned the word jizz next to their names. Oh, man. Speak, speaking of paying us good money, Dave, why don't we go ahead and start naming some of these producers? Wow. Jumping right into it. I guess that is. Uh, uh, so I just want to say we have a lot of trailers because we took we a do. break. We do. We took so, a week off. We took I, I took four scant little days of vacation. Mm. What a fool. What a fool you were. <laughs> yeah, I was. Because I did not stop it. getting emailed by work a single, <laughs> not a single yeah. hour while I was away. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, that is vexing. That's yeah. what you get, Tom. That's, that's what, what I, you get. That's what I get for, for living. Yep, exactly. For going on vacation. <laughs> what am I? I Sorry, I'm talking through that word again. What was the word? Vacation. It's a thing mm. wealthy people do. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. nice. That sounds like fun. Uh, <laughs> but when do, when, do you do you like do you like, like do, fun. do you do like the work at night? Is that when you do the yeah. work? Yeah, and like in transit. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. cool. I can handle that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you do work during right. your downtime <laughs> on vacation. Well, we should jump right into it. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, do it. And yeah. name some producers. So big thank you to Hombre. That's my grizzled voice this, this week. Mm. It'll change every week because I've decided. Uh, yeah. Thank you to Heathcliff's Helping Handfuls. Ah, thank you so much. 
Thank you to, con- to the conveniently placed self-destruct button on the top of every baby's head. Mm, so convenient. Thank you to Lef. Thank you. Thank you to Samuel Beckett's Donuts and Mortgage Emporia. Stop donut and home shop. Mm, thank you to Ryan the Silly Money Goose. Thank you. Thank you to Snapper Car Punches God in the Dick. Sure does. Yeah. Thank you to At Nerd Numbers. Thank you. Thank you to Mike the Lurker. Thank you. Thank you to DJ Finney. Mm, Thank you. Thank you to Dracula, the bus driving vampire. Toot toot. Thank you to Brockway Loves the Meat Millie. Oh, boy, does he. Mm, And thank you to David Knife Knife Boot Henson. Thank you. All right. (laughs) Let me jump in here. Thank you to Grumble Bee. Grumble. Thank you to Screaming Horse Pyramid. Oh, yeah. Thank you to Look Bomb on a podcast. Thank you. Thank you to Seismic Charge Noise. Thank you to Deborah's Awesome, Barbara's Great, and Cancer Go to Hell. Thank you. Thank you to Numino Ultra Microscopic Silico Volcano Coniosis Anti Disestablishmentarianism Jones. Thank you. Thank you to the baby from Eraserhead. Thanks. Thank you to Chiz Lily Tits. Rhymes with Jizz. Thank you to these seven bees. Thank you. Thank you to Breezy Ruizy. Always. Thank you to Davy Francis for the revenge. Thank you. Thank you to MVB. Thank you. You know, it occurs to me that when we have new guests on, first-time guests, uh, they have to sit through a solid three-minute block of, I don't know, four years of inside jokes. How you doing, Liz? Oh, I'm feeling good. I mean, I, I just, the one thing I just want to say is that I, apolo- I, I was going to maybe apologize for not saying thank you along with you all. But the thing is, these people have done nothing for me personally. Sure. I, oh, could, I could thank them, but for what? They uh, Feel free to do something for me and I will give you thanks. Absolutely. Yeah, you, you owe them nothing. Yeah, no, I, owe you, I owe you people nothing. I'm sure you're wonderful, but until, until uh, Mama gets a little something-something, uh, no thanks are coming. Mm-hmm. Well, they have to do that's something fair. to earn your words. Exactly. Yeah. I yeah. feel like that's only fair. Mm-hmm. Sure. It is. Um, so listen, the time has come. There was 11 billion trailers that came out yeah, in the last two weeks. Most notably, after, I don't know, 30 years, we have finally mm-hmm. seen the trailer for Avatar The Way of Water. Mm-hmm. Avatar, of course, was the motion picture that came out uh, during the Carter administration. Yep. <laughs> uh, the, the... It really influenced his environmental policies, I remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, re- he referenced it many times in his State of the Union address. In 1979. In 1979, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah Jimmy Carter actually built the Nav- the Navi houses in Avenue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Well. That's right. He he got that whole initiative going. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. It looks fine. I mean, I. It's it's you know it's. Uh, James Cameron is James Cameron. He's a maniac. He makes pretty yeah. sweet movies. I think Avatar's one of his worst movies, but yeah. it's still fine. Like, I don't know. It, it's it's going to make so much money. Uh, well, here's my thing. I don't think it's going to... There's a lot of discussion in the Sochmeads about, uh, you know, people either being like, don't bet against Cameron or like, oh, there's no way it's going to do... It's You know, it's been 13 years since the original... The interest isn't there. It's just going to flop. And I don't I don't know. I feel like I feel like neither side's entirely correct because I feel like this movie is it will obviously do well because it's it's going to I mean, that won't obviously do well, but I feel like it's going to do well because it's going to be a well-made movie. Probably it's James Cameron and he just his last with all of his blockbusters, he really seems to find the pulse of like international audiences. Yes. So it's going to do huge globally, but like I think we need to temper our expectations a bit, right? Because for, for no other reason. Well, oh, go ahead, Liz, please. 
Oh, sorry. No, I didn't mean. I, I cut you off. You were fin- you're in the middle of a sentence. All right, just let me finish this thought real quick. Is that, um, like blockbuster landscape is way different now than it is in 2009, and just the sheer noise. I think is it will. Like, movies didn't used to cross the billion-dollar mark several times a year. They do that, like, several movies do that now. So I think, like, Avatar will probably do well, but I don't think it's going to be, like, best movie of all time well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the thing I was going to say is that I think this this teaser was actually brilliant. Because okay. I, my, my personal feeling is that I think Avatar 2 is going to deliver. I'm on that. I'm in that camp. I'm in the don't bet against Cameron uh, camp. But here's the thing. I think they made a big splashy deal about this teaser, but it's a very sedate teaser. It's like very, it's very dreamy and ethereal. And it's Mm -hmm. just like, hey, remember those blue people who were cool? Check them out. Now they're in water. Isn't the water stuff cool? Hey, look, little blue people. That's cool. We're going to have a nice time, nice chill time hanging out with the Avatar people. And they're going to be in 3D. and It's going to look rad. You're going to have a good time. So I feel like this this is a very nicely even-tempered, hey, remember that Avatar exists, teaser trailer. And then, but the notable thing about it is that there's no action in this movie, in this trailer mm-hmm. at all. It's no, it's nothing but vistas and some small character moments. And I think what they're going, what they're doing is they're kind of saving that up for the trailer that's going to blow our minds. Like I, I mean, and I, I have, I have very high expectations for this movie at this point. Like I do feel like it has, it does have to blow our minds to some degree for this all to have been worth it. Mm-hmm. But at yeah. the same time, I do actually, I don't know. I'm Every once in a while I get stupid like this. I have faith that people won't disappoint me. But <laughs> I kind of, in this moment right now, I'm actually feeling pretty good about the idea that at the very least, they're going to show shit in this movie that we've never seen before. Well, so I I was pretty excited about this before the trailer. This trailer made me go, oh, yeah, Avatar's boring. <laughs> like, it reminded me that I found the first film incredibly dull. And that, like, I guess, and I, I'm probably, this is probably just me, is that one of the biggest observations or takeaways I have is that in terms of, like, the CGI, this really doesn't feel different than the other one. It doesn't look any more advanced after all these years. Uh, I don't. I don't know what that is. It's just it. The, I guess the scenery, the 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 ships, the aliens. It all looks so like antiquated. I guess. It, and so like it. Nothing about it made me think like, wow, this is a new and improved Avatar. It was more of just like, oh yeah, it's Avatar again. Uh, that yeah. movie that I didn't care for the first time. I can see that. I do agree with Liz that this is a pretty sweet trailer because it's like... It's a well-done trailer. It's very well sure. done. Yeah. It like, it's really easing you back into like the world of Avatar. Um, right. And being like, oh, right. It is kind of like this dreamy and really leaning hard on the visuals, which is the only reason that anyone liked that movie, I'm probably going to say. Um, I'm still... I mean, ever people have talked about it, which is like, what happened? Uh, I, I I feel like we need a documentary about it because it really did. It made all the money in the world, and then everybody just forgot about it almost immediately. Uh, and that's I find that fascinating. I mean, it's it's interesting though because I I had 
I had the the luck and, and privilege to go on one of them vacation things we were talking about before. Oh, weird. Several oh, weird. Se- several years ago. Yeah, uh, to Walt Dis- Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, I abducted uh, I abducted my family to uh, to uh, Avatar Land. We went to Disney World, oh, shit, and yeah. every everything, all the shit they did with that is incredible. Like I've heard, yeah. And the thing about it that really stands out is even even like you know it'd been like a year it'd been years since I'd seen the movie. Uh, I have an, an I had seen it more than once, so I could remember like some basic details. But the point is, is that like just wandering around Avatar Land, like they really put a lot of work into kind of building out the world and like you know, in di- and and exploring around and like looking at all the details they've packed they packed into the place. The thing that really struck me was that like there's a lot, they, there's a story world here. They do have like enough to theoretically sustain future installments etc so i don't know like i think i think this trailer was not did exactly the job it was designed to do and in in part that was kind of like maybe puncture the balloon of hype around this a little bit and remind us it's it kind of eases back in and then in yeah. theory blow our minds yeah yeah that's uh, and, and like the story can't like be it wasn't that it was necessarily terrible it was just very very simple and very familiar story for the first it's fern gully it's dances with wolves it's yeah it's a number that was the thing is they were building a world and they definitely did a lot of world building but that world yeah it was kind of like eh (laughs) like i i don't know the weirdest thing to me about if if you guys recall this avatar the original film recycled sound effects from jurassic park do Mm -hmm. you remember that yeah and that was the weirdest thing in the world where it's like you're making the most expensive movie. Can you not afford to get new sounds? Like your world building and like that is clearly the sound of the T-Rex you're using. Uh, that's weird to me. That's like weirdly cheap in such a vast world building expensive film. I don't know. That's just an aside that always boggled sure. my mind. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think story wise, I think the sequels can only go up, right? Like from what Liz talked about about building out the world, and we have all these new elements. Like it's, I am, I don't know, I, I don't know. Or he just does like Titanic, the plot of Titanic. I would be if he. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> if they're going on a big Navi cruise, yeah. <laughs> and they just that would sink. be an incredible bit. Yeah, and that's why he got Kate Winslet back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's sort of. It's actually she, she. She. She is actually just playing Rose, but using one of the av- You know, she's got it. Rose has an avatar now because yeah, Rose somehow made it to the future. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I James Cameron has given us quite enough. Yeah, and one could argue he should be stopped from filmmaking, considering how many lives he's put in danger. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like. I don't know. Like at this point, it's like, yeah, make all the avatars you want. Sure. I guess he's going like, part to. Of, yeah. Part <laughs> of me is like, Ooh, what if he made another aliens or like, Man. I don't know, an original film, another action film with Schwarzenegger. But it's like, ultimately it's like, you've done plenty for yeah, me. And these are his original films. So they are, they are, <laughs> they just don't feel it for some reason. No, but you're it, right. It's they been, are a, it's original been a brand films. for a decade, but yeah, it was his original idea. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm I'm fine. Uh, I'm fine. I'm not an Avatar fan, but it's like I'm a James Cameron fan. This looks fine. Yeah. It, looks, it's, it looks fine. I don't know. I have I have nothing to gain or lose <laughs> yeah. from this film. It's extremely it is fine. What it is. Yeah. 
And uh, listen, no matter what it was, after 13 years, like people are are going regardless of what it was, pe- people are going to be like, "Well, yeah, all right, I guess that's I guess that's yeah, Avatar too." Yeah, screw it. Uh, uh, we have we have another trailer. We have more than one trailer. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, this is the uh, the next one is the trailer for Father of the Bride with, mm. as I wrote, comedy legend Andy Garcia as the father of the bride. Yes, uh, this is a that is a choice. And his that is his, a, his his uh his wife Gloria Stefan. Yeah, I what sort of love this trailer. <laughs> what's happening here listen it's andy garcia as a cantankerous old codger uh his his daughter's getting married so he has to he's he's a he's a traditional old guy uh from the old country uh and he's got to come to terms with all these new millennial ideas about marriage and relationships (laughs) and dave liz hijinks ensue yeah do they though I guess it's more like yeah. it's more like him being Andy Garcia about things. <laughs> like, it really is. It's just Andy Garcia just kind of angry at right. the world. Like his daughter's fiance is he's like so do you like sports? No. He's like Ugh. Yeah. And so t- 90 minutes of that. Yes, I'll watch that. <laughs> it, it's it's quite possibly what it's like to be Andy Garcia's son-in-law. I want to like, know that's what, that's what it like. feels like. It's the closest I will get to that. Yeah. Should say, I mean, this should be an amusement park attraction. Sorry, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just confused as to that. That's a, I, I don't feel like that would be an appealing thing for me or most people. Having Andy Garcia judge my every choice, I mean, Mm-mm. yeah, it's like it, they should make an escape room, basically. <laughs> right, yeah, I was about to say it's a theme park for like ten people, which is an escape yeah. room. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Escape Andy Garcia's judgment. It's, uh, I mean, I again, much like Avatar, I have nothing to gain or lose sure, by this yeah. one. But it's just like, huh, what an odd thing to make. <laughs> like, what a weird film that they, they've decided to do, which, I don't know. It's, uh, it's a choice, you know? Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not... It's it, it's it, the interesting thing I found about it was the fact that unlike in the previous install previous versions of the story, mm. uh, you know Andy Garcia and Gloria Estefan are uh, separated, and that's a that appeared, and I'm sure like part of the plot is, you know, them getting back together by the end, but or or coming to some sort yeah. of you know happy happy uh, resolution, but I don't know. It was like. It, it's an extra bit of conflict to add into a story where the, I mean, like thinking about like the Steve Martin, Diane Keaton one, like it's, you know, there is conflict, but it's all really centered about just, you know, daddy's losing his little girl. And it's actually kind of sweet how that they don't really try to overcomplicate it mm-hmm. in that respect. Like it's, you know, it's not like they're dealing they're you know, he doesn't have to deal with the crisis at the shoe factory or whatever. Mm-hmm. And thumbs up to my memory for remembering that he owns a shoe company uh it's just like you know that's a great pull (laughs) yeah um i remembered it because she he makes her the little custom uh sneakers that's uh, right with the males on them which is so cute i would want those for my wedding Um, exactly uh yeah so I mean, that, that, but like, I mean, just the drama of trying to have a wedding is, I guess, enough for a movie to really sustain, you know, that runtime. So that's cool. 
Anyways, I I have no strong feeling about this trailer. I actually hadn't seen it until you guys put it on this list because mm-hmm. I just hadn't cared that much. Right. But it was, you know, it was totally charming and, you know, Godspeed to everyone involved and maybe I'll watch it one day on cable. Yeah. Or not cable, on HBO on Max. HBO the new cable. The, yeah. ca- the new cable. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're giving this one a hard maybe. Uh, (laughs) uh, Should we move on? Look at Andy Garcia. I mean, I can look at Andy Garcia for a pretty long time. I've done it before. I'll do it again. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, All right. Well, we'll, let's let's move right along. Yeah. Now, because again, we still have plenty of trailers ahead of us. So many trailers. Uh, The next one is the Aviary, which I'm now realizing is already out. Uh, and is not doing well. You fool. It has 4.1 out of 10 stars on IMDb. That's not a great review. We um, can skip it if you like. I mean, it's a it's a, it's a a cool premise, which is why I included it, uh-huh. which is just like two ladies in the desert escaping a cult, clearly like still affected by, I don't know, the mind control the brain, aspect. The brainwashing, yeah. 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 The, the cult so programming. It seems like a cool idea, but I... <laughs> I, I'd rather read this one IMDb review about someone who said that they left, they they walked out of the movie or shut off the movie with 15 minutes left on the movie. And that is, to me, one of the worst things that could happen. When you have 15 more minutes of a movie and you're like, you know what? I'm done. Yeah. Not worth it. Yeah. I mean, this is just that, one person. That is, in fact, the harshest thing. I could yeah. possibly imagine. Yeah, I, I've I've actually I've had a screener for this movie, uh, and fingers crossed, no PR people are listening to this. I, I requested the screener because I read the you know P- press release and it was like, oh, um, Chris Messina as a cult leader, you mm-hmm. have my attention, right? Uh, and because I love Chris Messina and I actually love uh, a lot of the other cast members, but uh, yeah, uh, that trailer just completely it was like it, it it did not make me want to see the movie yeah i will say it's getting better critic reviews um i'm still curious about it for sure but i think i think it's a very slow movie is what i'm getting from this like that tends to happen when like audiences don't like it as much as critics or something like that mm-hmm. uh but it's still like i really like the premise uh so yeah, it's a cool idea yeah i just i don't know maybe i'll watch it but <laughs> <laughs> trailer didn't do it any favors. No. 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 Uh, but Chris Messina no. and a cool little paper mask. Yeah, that's something, right? Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's definitely something. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of things that might be something, uh, trailer for House of the Dragon. <laughs> sure. Oh, boy. Sure. I don't, I don't know. Like, I haven't gone I back know. and revisited Game of Thrones yet. I will at some point. Um I don't know if I'm ready for a prequel. Like Game of Thrones feels like the wrong property for a prequel to me. Is that off base for anyone else? Like it's no. it's not like it's because it's not the world that we liked being in. It was this specific story of the show that got everybody's attention. People weren't like, oh, I wish I could be in Westeros because Westeros fucking sucks. Yeah, <laughs> like the whole universe is crap. <laughs> I I think this happens with a lot of epics and fantasy. I mean, it's why like The Hobbit. And and all that, where it's like, Game Game of Thrones was supposed to be like the biggest thing event that happens in this world, right? And this was just like backstory. Uh, and of course, after how Game of Thrones ended, like I'm, 
I'm giving this a hard no, personally. I think everybody's going to have their own limit. But for me, I I just am like, nah, you you fucked up the the other show. Uh, I'm not going to I'm not going to do this. I just I got other things to watch, I guess. But I don't know. Everybody I think everybody's going to have their own line they draw. Yeah. Anybody who watched the fir- the original. Yeah, god. I I Tom, I was just remembering how um when at Collider I got the idea in my head to do a like 10 week long uh mm-hmm. anniversary tribute to Game to Game of Thrones and an- it was a, like the 10th anniversary of the first season premiering. Mm-hmm. And we had did this I, big epic Did I write anything for you for that? You did not, but it was because I I, I brought it up because I, I would I would I was very I was very gentle in nudging about my I was gentle gentle in my nudging about pitches for it one overriding theme of it was i i just can't go back there man i i can't i can't go back <laughs> yeah. what were you gonna say? i think i did i wrote some i think i wrote some blurbs or something about like oh maybe like the the, the bullshit pro- plot the prophecy yeah, the, yeah it was for yeah. like the plot lines that they didn't resolve that's right we did we did a we did just one that was a a, a tribute to all the plot lines that never got resolved uh right. it went great <laughs> Uh, <laughs> there was no shortage of things on that list. Yeah, it was a long list. I did, I did, I did enjoy Vinny's ranking of the mountains according to their mountain mountainousness. Yes, <laughs> that was good. Um, I got to have a delightful conversation with Sergio Farrell. Uh, That's he right, was you right. did. That was really cool. Yeah, he was really nice. Uh, we we had a he talked to me about how he teaches sword fighting at conventions. Mm. Um. Uh, but oh, the thing I was going to just say about House of the Dragon, uh, beyond just remembering how no one ever wants, <laughs> no one really wants to talk about Game of Thrones anymore, it seems, uh, is that Matt Smith is in that trailer and doesn't say words, and I just am very concerned by any, 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 any situation where people you have Matt Smith in your trailer and you don't let him say things. I'm looking at you, Morbius. Morbius, <laughs> I think the Terminator movie. Oh like, yeah, the Terminator movie also showed him, but didn't let him say words. A track record yeah. of being in trailers that don't let him speak, and then the end result is a big old piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So hopefully this isn't a portent of a portent for the future. Uh, hopefully Matt Smith is in something good because Matt Smith deserves. He's lovely. That's true. He does deserve it. It's just there's no. Even if people watch this and they tell me like, "Oh, it's really good," so was Game of Thrones until it wasn't. Mm-hmm. So it's like I just don't think there's any condition that'll it, it'll have to completely uh, the series will have to complete before I start watching it. I think I'll absolutely and, at the very least watch the first episode just to see what yeah. it's like. Oh yeah. But the other For thing sure. is, like you said, like the world isn't really that inviting. Mm-mm. And so it's like they, it's they're really pushing like be in. yeah it's it's like the Avatar trailer they're like come come back into this world and I'm it's like, like yeah okay no, probably I, I, it's I nice want... there at least you're right with Game of Thrones it's like I don't really want to <laughs> and like I've I've already been burned on the the last series so it's like it just seems like the same thing again everybody's very serious there's gonna be like a lot of betrayal and murder and shit. And it, it's just I, I'm I'm tapped out for that. Like I don't know. If yeah, they gone with so good. No, if, I was just gonna say if they went with a different tone for this, that would have been interesting to me. But oh, that's they a good idea. That is that is actually I you actually touched on something I was gonna say, which is that I feel like that's really like similar to how 
one of the reasons why Better Call Saul is such a great example of a prequel is because it does it has genuinely worked to find its own tone and you 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 watch an episode of better call saw and you watch an episode of breaking bad and despite like them taking place in the same word and having a certain feel to them you know they do still feel like very separate shows and i mean the the thing that really honestly the thing that kind of annoys me about uh house of the dragon is that uh the the last the previous uh the previous Game of Thrones spinoff that made it to production, like, got to the pilot f- stage, and rather than reshooting it or retooling it, they just threw it in the trash, and they were like, right. "Let's." And it's the th- Naomi Watts one, right? Yes, it was the Naomi Watts one with a female director and a female showrunner, and they just threw it away, and then gave a straight to series order for House of the Dragon, like. House of the Dragon didn't have to go through the pilot phase, uh, and uh, and uh, the other the previous one did, and it's Oof. just it is vexing. It is an annoying yeah. little thing, and I'm not saying I I, I sh- what you know mentioning the genders involved probably isn't necessarily fair to HBO, which has to just go by the quality of the product. But still, it sucks. Yeah, it also it also heavily implies that they just have no idea what they're doing. That they were like, we just want to make more. We don't care I think what. They had... And they were willing to completely throw something out during production. Well, they definitely and felt move like... move on. Like, definitely this was like when AT&T still owned them and they were like... It was we like need to... four or something that they tried out, wasn't it? I... They, there were like four projects that they like basically kind of put, you know, put into... They, there were four projects they put into development that mm-hmm. were meant that was working with different writers. Um, there were two different projects that were headed up by female showrunners uh, working working alongside George R. R. Martin, and then I think House of Dragon wasn't one of them. It just kind of like you know shot out of nowhere into the into the into the race. Um, but yeah, it's. I don't know. It's 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 a weird franchise. It's gonna be. I, I I hope that they try some new and different stuff with it. I hope they find their own tone. Like, but I feel like the the thing is when they were still when HBO was still owned by AT and T, there was such a huge drive to like you know bigger, bigger, more expansive content, and this feels like it was kind of like well, we have to do something with Game of Thrones. We can't not have a spin off at this point. This seems fine. Let's do it and. You know, hopefully it won't. It, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I, listen, we'll see. I hear there's going to be upwards of sixteen dragons in it. So that's well, that's something. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember how many. Dragons, well, and they, in that case, they're going to have to rename it because it's only House of the Dragon singular. Maybe mm. there's many houses, and it's just this one. Right. This is they- one of the houses of one of the dragons. <laughs> it's just one of their houses. One of their many. <laughs> properties of the dragon yeah. and then and then and then you can do selling dra- house of the dragon and do uh you know do the sp- the reality tv spinoff right yeah it, they, i think house they don't understand house flip of the dragon there it is <laughs> they don't understand why people like the dragons did they because the dragons in the original series it was like oh shit it's gonna happen like they were building up this idea of like she's got these three dragons you know they're gonna throw down we don't care about dragons. Uh, like, more dragons doesn't mean better. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, it, was, I, it, was, I, it was the fact that it was a world in which fantasy had gone, had disappeared, and then the dragons were like, it's, oh, it's slowly coming back. It's like, right. Oh, shit, dragons are coming. Yeah, and this, it's like, have all the dragons you want. And it's like, I, and, uh, like we've seen plenty of dragons. <laughs> like, they're not exciting. 
Uh, I mean, uh, they're, ex- they mean they're exciting when bald Matthew McConaughey is flying yes. at them. Of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, uh, that's all I have to say about this. Can we yeah. can we talk about uh, yeah. Yeah, this next extremely guess. delightful trailer? Guess. All right. What is it? Because this next trailer is for Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe is Weird Al. Just uh, singing like a surgeon. Yeah. I, <laughs> I want to note that I looked at the cast. Uh, this also has Evan Rachel Wood as Madonna, uh, sure. Rain Wilson as Dr. Demento, sure. and then someone I've never heard of, James Preston Rogers, playing Hulk Hogan. And so, like, you know. That's one. That's, a, that's a new one. Greatest yeah. movie. I, I think I need this. Yeah, of course. Yeah. The thing that's really important for me that I, that uh, for for me to tell as many people as possible because I feel really guilty about this. Uh, I essentially I, I saw the trail this trailer when it when it came out, and my first my my first thought was, oh, I think Funnier Die did something like that before, and I found the Funnier Die trailer. And I shared it with a coworker, and I was like, "Hey, here's the here's here's the funnier die version that they did like ten years ago." And he tweeted about it like, "Oh my god, they're just ripping off this old trailer." And then we dug in just slightly more to it, and the original writer of the funnier die short is the co-writer on the yeah. new film without with, with Weird Al Yankovic, and it's all a very kosher about across the board thing. And apparently, they even tried to get their original Weird Al from the original trailer who was uh aaron paul <laughs> uh but unfortunately he was not available i guess so yeah. uh they they settled on they daniel settled radcliffe for daniel radcliffe <laughs> he's right. also the director um he also has directed um a lot of like son of zorn he did brooklyn 99 uh silicon valley like i think he's he's like a tv comedy director that's great. No, you, I'm glad. I'm glad people from. I always. I'm always really happy when people from Funny or Die graduate to bigger and better things. Absolutely. Yeah. This is. I don't know what to say about this except it looks like a lot of fun. Uh, it was yeah. co-written, yeah, by Weird Al as well. Uh, I have no idea what it's going to be about. It's listed as biography. Yeah. I doubt that. Well, I think like it. 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 It feels like it could. I guess build upon the foundation of Walk Hard and give us yeah. like a new way of parodying biopics, which is in this <laughs> case with the express involvement of a real artist. Yeah, and this is actually the most uh, Weird Al thing to do with a biopic. Yeah, like of if anybody should do a biopic parody, it's Weird Al. Yeah, uh, it's actually- even like everything about the trailer and stuff. They make it look like a serious biopic at first, and that's delightful. I am so ashamed of myself for not putting that together. Oh, yeah. That, of course, Weird Al would do a parody of biopics. Yeah, like, it reminds me a little bit of a, a what is it, a, a futile and stupid gesture. You guys what ever, is that? That's the, uh, auto, that's the biopic of Doug Kenny from uh, um, oh, National Lampoon. That's right. Yeah, which is, I, I've heard it's oh, a yeah. mess, but I was vaguely intrigued to check it out. Yeah, I didn't think it was a mess. It's a, it's a David Wayne movie, so... Ooh. Oh, I like David Wayne. Yeah, why, yeah me too. Why did it... I, I don't know. It's some of it works and some of it doesn't work. It's very self-aware, but it is this. It's like a parody biopic. Uh, it's, right. it's pretty interesting, and I got a little bit of that vibe from this. Yeah, so. this. 
I would say the vibe that you're describing is like 80s, 90s comedy, like Naked Gun style almost, or like, like it's kind of fun to see it. It's like a nostalgic form of like kind of slapsticky parody comedy mm-hmm. that we don't really get that much. Uh, and so like that, that was the impression I got from this trailer. Yeah. And that's very exciting to me. It's very much Weird Al style of course, yeah. comedy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into it. Me too. Uh, also, I guess I'm into this trailer for Zero Contact starring uh, Anthony Hopkins uh, clearly uh, in uh, his home during the pandemic. Yes. <laughs> I wonder how many of these we're going to get now. That, well, that, that how many of these will be released within the next year or two? Funny you should ask, Tom. I looked up this director. They are making three Zero Contact films. I know you were asking like Zoom films, but this is the first of a trilogy. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, I I don't know what the this is. It's Anthony Hopkins and then a bunch of affordable actors. Right. Uh, yeah, that's kind of what I was referring to. Is like how many yeah. Zoom movies with like one really big star and then a bunch of the director's friends is going right. to come out in the next year. It really feels like it was like, listen, we're going to give you a million dollars and you're going to sit here for like three hours and record these lines and then we're done this uh this director also produced stuff uh like these kind of straight to streaming stuff with ben kingsley so he knows he knows how to do this he knows he's gonna be in one of these then if he's not already if he's not secretly in this one yeah this is about what is this about i don't know it looks like kind of like so anthony hopkins is like this wealthy dude who dies but leaves this complicated riddle for a bunch of people he's picked around the world that are supposed to crack it in order to solve some sort of global threat and also there's like ghosts and time travel involved it looks Hell yeah it, you, you said in the doc it looks like unfriended dark web starring anthony hopkins and that's a hundred percent what it looks like yeah and like i don't know I'll, i'm in yeah sure. <laughs> i mean it, it it makes me nostalgic for not nostalgic more like sad just sad for the fact that they never got a global frequency adaptation off the ground um mm. even though they managed to cast the perfect person to play uh the main character of global frequency uh, i don't know if you guys, that's a comic book i don't know if you guys are familiar with no, it at all i've never never read it it was written by warren ellis it's a, you know just a really interesting the concept is uh there are like hundreds of people around the world who all have specialized skills and so if there's like a global crisis all of them have cell phones where you can call them up and be like hey we need to use your ability to speak farsi uh fluently to help 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 this other guy like uncrack uh, to unlock a safe that sort of thing oh that's pretty sweet idea actually yeah it's it's a it's a great high concept premise and the comics are very enjoyable uh so it, 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 but they like tried a couple of times to make make a actual TV show out of it and failed. Mm. Uh, but that's that, that's what this reminded me of, and unfortunately, uh, it did not. And it, it made me nostalgic for ter- uh, for the terrible, terrible uh, WB pilot I once saw of uh, Global Frequency, and that's not good. You don't want to make me nostalgic for the terrible <laughs> for WB pilot of Global Frequency. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this looks like a piece of shit I watched once. Yeah. I, I do. But remember how good that piece of shit was. <laughs> <laughs> I am excited at the uh, the the notion of watching Anthony Hopkins in a shoestring budget found footage jump scare movie. What a treat! Yes. I, 
I will, I will, I will, I will one thousand percent watch this movie if someone tells me that at one point one of his cats wanders into frame and he just cuddles <laughs> it. If they, but yeah. if, if, I mean, theoretically, if you have that in your movie, you put it in the fucking trailer. But, yeah, you know. of course, that's a trailer shot. <laughs> I definitely want Anthony Hopkins to go rogue. Yeah, while they were shooting this, you, and they just have to use what they what they right, get. Right, because you can ask him to do it again. Yeah, he might not do it because <laughs> he's uh, filming at his house. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. No, you're going to get what you're going to get. <laughs> I'm rooting I'm rooting for this film. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for the trilogy. I can't wait for yeah. the trilogy box set with Anthony Hopkins' face on the front. <laughs> he's how how long do you think he's actually in the movie for? What's your your guesstimate here? Nine minutes. Yep. <laughs> I was gonna say over five but under ten. Yeah, less than ten. <laughs> oh, incredible. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Well, let's talk about this next trailer then, called "I'm Charlie Walker." Oh yeah, uh, this has got uh, uh, Mike Coulter. What's his name? Mike yeah. Coulter, and then Dylan Baker playing the very, very white guy. Oh yeah, uh, and and this is I ba- I assume based off a true story. I don't know about. Um, let me look. Yeah, no, it says true story. Okay, dope. It's, it takes place in the 1970s in San Francisco. It's a black man who um, is in charge of a company that is cleaning up an oil spill. And it's about, you know, people aren't used to seeing a, a black man in charge of something. And it's kind of about this guy, it, at least from the trailer, who has to, like, really push uh, to get the success he wants. And I don't know. It, it I like the I like the look of it. I like the story. Mm hmm. It looks interesting. I, I want to share that I googled Charlie Walker San Francisco just now, and the first link is it, you know it sounds like the true story is pretty pretty fascinating, um, but the first story is an uh, SF Gate story, and uh, the, just the pull quote at the top at that at the top of it is in 1984, a San Francisco Superior Court jury convicted Walker of perjury and tax evasion for shaking down white contractors were forced to <laughs> dot 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 and i perfect yeah i you know never meet your heroes yeah, even, well, even even mike coulter some something tells me that is included in this because this they definitely hint at like crime yeah right mm. with this that he's doing a little uh, bit of crime yeah. along, as he is cleaning up the, this oil spill from the bay yeah um it looks it's uh, got like a soderbergh vibe to it it does yeah. And let me just say, the mustache they slapped on him, mm. that that's all I needed, really. Havana. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, yeah, he looks fucking great. Yeah, he was uh, incredible. I want, him, I want him in more stuff. And I know he is in stuff, but I really want to see more movies with Mike Coulter. Um, I really enjoyed Luke Cage. Yeah. And, and I don't know, I haven't seen him in a movie that I can recall well, uh, that's that was like good. That's because he's been starring on the hit CBS now Paramount Plus uh, drama Evil. Yeah, right. My mom loves Evil. Right, like he—he he <laughs> hasn't is... watched it yet. Been, he plays I've a hot priest. That's what I know. Yeah. Oh, sweet. That's all we can. Add. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> it's Mike Coulter as hot blank is basically what. <laughs> <laughs> it. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm glad he's doing stuff. I just, I, you know. Yeah. I really, I really want to see him in more movies. So this is, I don't know, kind of a delight. Yeah, it's I, like I produced by Shout Factory too, which is interesting. That is interesting. It's normally they're a distributor. Yeah. Yeah. 
getting yeah. in the game. Yeah, get get some skin in the game now. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the director hasn't really done much. They did a movie called Olive, which I have no idea what it is. Uh, I got nothing. No. Yeah, this person, this person. I am also looking at their IMDb, and they seem to be a complete mystery. Yeah, I don't know. they're coming out of nowhere. But this, uh, yeah, this this looks interesting. I would highly suggest people check out the trailer. This is one of those trailers that I think would pass people by uh, easily. So it's the trailer's really cool, out. though. It's got a lot of a lot of style to it. Yeah, like you said, Soderbergh. Very really Soderbergh. Comes to mind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, this next trailer, uh, which people also might want to catch, because. Uh, it's not being advertised much. Uh, this is Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> it really isn't being advertised. It's coming out like this month. I know. They sort of dropped the trailer and then moved on. I guess it's Disney, though. Yeah, no, I'm not. I don't hate that they're not shoving it in my face. Like, it's like, yeah, people will find the Obi-Wan yeah, Kenobi. Yeah, they will find their way to the to the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Uh, I am people. Uh, I will watch <laughs> the shit out of this show. Yeah. I love everything about it. I don't care. Yeah. They <laughs> Joel Edgerton's back. Who, who can't yes! be mad at who can be mad at that? A D age yeah. Joel Edgerton. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty damn exciting. <laughs> and and Bonnie from that cold escaped and and came back to the show and is all gets also gets to be on the show. Yeah. Um, and then um uh fucking uh, did I see Camille in this? Oh yeah, Camille Camille Nanjiani does have a role in it. I think Camille Nanjiani. He shows up for one second. I missed him, in this yeah. trailer. Yeah, I, I, I actually I meant meant to find it because I, I I also missed it. Uh, let me ask you guys the question I posed on Twitter uh, earlier today. Okay. After after thinking because I was there there were uh, there was like a release of like photos of, of, of photos of a press event they did in London for the show. And so there were, you know, it was like Hayden Christensen alongside uh, Ewan McGregor and the director. And it was like, it, in a way where it was like, oh, are they setting up Hayden Christensen to be like a pretty big part of the show? Or is this kind of another bait and switch like we've seen hundreds of times before? Uh, so let me ask you guys, how many episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi do you think Hayden Christensen will actually appear in? I can't answer this because I'm on the IMDb and it says it. I don't trust that. Trust me. Don't trust that. They will, okay. Before yeah, it comes out, because... they will frequently list them as in all eight. Or okay, all exactly. Because there's other characters that aren't listed for all six. Mm. So... It, it, it's it's a mess. You can't, you can't Really, yeah. with IMDb, you can't really trust anything well, until after it premieres. Here's my hope. My okay. hope is one. Because... Uh, I don't care that much, like much like Avatar. It doesn't matter to me really, but it does seem like it kind of misses the point of the other films if they're like interacting. They probably all the time. They probably uh, shouldn't interact directly. Yeah, at all. Yeah. Period. And they that... try to imply in this trailer that they will, and I hope they won't. And I hope like maybe one episode, maybe he pops up every now and then to like point his finger at someone and tell them to do something mm. but i really don't want him in it that much that's kind of i think i feel like he's probably gonna be in four i'll okay. say i'll say he'll be in four episodes because i feel like just based on what i know about what the extended universe was before disney bought it like during this time period vader is hunting down the, the jedi through the rest of the galaxy and he's using cronies to a degree to help him do it. So I feel like that's going to be kind of his role in the show uh, is and they, they make it seem to be as much like he's clearly 
pulling the strings for the primary villains that we see. Um, right. So we'll probably see him like, like Dave was saying, like there'll be scenes where he's like giving orders and stuff and maybe a couple of narrow misses, but I would be very surprised uh, if he and Obi-Wan actually meet because they're not supposed to, <laughs> according yeah, that to is the storyline of the films. <laughs> That 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 would be that's a tough one to retcon is mm-hmm. uh, whether or not Obi Wan can know because I mean if 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 Vader fucking finds Obi Wan on Tatooine he's gonna be like all right where'd you put Luke I know he's here <laughs> like, right I I'm just I don't feel like they uh, care you know they might not I don't know um and that's the thing like didn't they I haven't watched uh, Bubba Fett and. Uh, I don't know. I have nothing against it, but I just, I, I didn't care. Um, didn't they bring in an all CGI Luke Skywalker without even having Mark Hamill do the voice? I think, I think Mark Hamill was at least on set for that, but yeah, there was a pretty bad deep fake Luke, uh, a Why? young Luke. Why I do don't, that? Because I, the, to make me personally feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. Because the point of, for example, bringing on like, you know, you, you make it a comic book movie and you bring on like other people people don't expect, no spoilers for anything. But like that that stunt casting, the reveal, the cheer moments, the point of that is it's the actor, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, it's them. But if you don't use the actor, then it's like and they did this before with Carrie Fisher as well, where it's like, Yeah, no, I could make a CGI Carrie Fisher. What excites people is seeing the actor. I think and it so like I think it depends, but it shouldn't. <laughs> I don't think it actually... I think that should be the point. Is like, I, I get where there's certain characters that are like, you know, if they're, if they're kind of already covered in makeup or something like that. But like for me, it's like the point is the actor. To a degree, uh, I think Luke Skywalker is a character, like even though obviously everybody loves Mark Hamill and he is inextricably tied with that character, I think Luke Skywalker is a character that transcends the actor almost. Cause really? I, for me, I feel, yeah. For me, I feel like it was more, what was the holy shit moment of Luke Skywalker showing up in the end of Mando season two was the fact that it was Luke Skywalker, the character, entering this story more so than right mark hamill playing him because if you're like a star wars nerd thinking about the timeline thinking about the storyline you're like well luke's not going to show up and then he fucking does right and just right, right. <laughs> you're like oh you shit <laughs> you know what's so weird is that i mean maybe it's just the amount of time we spend uh, the, the amount of time that of, of the screen time but uh you know the yeah his appearance at the end of mando is mind-blowing mm-hmm. i was just like so excited about the possibilities of it um but for some reason, his episode of Boba Fett really threw me. I, 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 I don't mean this as a pejorative. I mean this in the sense that I didn't interpret it as canon. It felt like fan fiction. Like right. it felt if it didn't feel it didn't feel like a real part of the story. Yeah, and I do. I think it's just because it's, it was a little. He there was a lot of screen time with him. He, you know, it's like hey, at this point, just commit to casting a young Luke. Don't tr- do don't do the deep fake. Just hi- you know. You know, right. hire whatever scars guards not av- not you know <laughs> currently doing something right now. Like, Have a few scars guards, like yeah. tape them together. Yeah, put them yeah, in, in a trench coat. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, you, no, it, it, especially after uh, Mandalorian, it's like 
the it's kind of like you did it already too. Yeah. So again, having not seen the second Luke, but that's that's when I heard of it, I was like, well, you did that already. Is he, so he's just a regular character now. That's weird to me. Uh, I I don't know. Uh, we we yeah, we were talking about Vader in this, and mm-hmm. it's I don't know. It seems like the the plot is gonna be Obi Wan keeps getting hunted down, right? Uh, and has to evade he's, a, he's evading vader's hunters yeah it's the fugitive yeah basically uh, he should shave his beard mm-hmm. and uh i don't know that sounds fun go, go to I work mean, it's at Ewan julianne McGregor. moore's space hospital yeah fuck it mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. i don't know yeah it does seem like a lot of fun but it does i think we've said this it has high potential to fuck up the canon right yeah yeah i mean hopefully it doesn't hopefully Hopefully we can hold a few things still as sacred and one of them one of them of course being, you know, Star Wars a New Hope. Um but we'll see. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll see soon too. Yeah. Yeah. Um in like two weeks, I think. It yeah. is it is really soon. It's You're right. really soon. Wow. Yeah, that's, uh, just, that's cause we're halfway through May, because that's not fun. Mm, stop that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, sci-fi events that everybody is yeah, excited of about, course. hyped, hyped for, mm. hyped for days. This next trailer is Monsters of California. Mm. Uh, dir- Tom, you want to just you want to you want to do folks? This? this is the <laughs> directorial debut of Tom DeLonge. <laughs> Blink One Eighty Two's Tom DeLonge, starring Casper Van Dien. Yeah, it looks like it looks like. Uh, shitty teen ET basically is what it looks like. It yeah, looks like I just teenage ET as written by Tom DeLonge. Uh, sorry, Tom. <laughs> From the imagination, From of, the Tom imagination of Tom DeLonge is what yeah. the trailer says, mm-hmm. which is the funniest fucking phrase I've ever heard in my life. It sure is. That's Dave. incredible. But let me tell you something else. Uh, if you haven't had your uh, your ear to the ground on all things Tom DeLonge for the past ten years, he's been cranking out books and comic books right. and like concept albums he's got another uh, a, a, an earlier movie that's about an astronaut mm-hmm. uh does it, does the astronaut meet aliens it does yeah he does his, his imagination is preoccupied with one very specific thing <laughs> and it is aliens <laughs> that is, if you remember yeah. one of the emails in hillary clinton's email dump was an email between her team and Tom DeLong talking about aliens. Good God. Yep. That's a real thing. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. He, Tom DeLong is Fox Mulder. Mm-hmm. He is 100,000 percent Fox Mulder. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You got is... his number. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I mean, I guess I'll see this. Of course I'm going to watch this. It looks, I can't tell you if it's good or not. It doesn't look great, but like, how can I not watch it? It, lo- <laughs> it looks like it was shot like on like a fucking high eight camera. Like it doesn't look, it looks like a home video that has Casper Van Dien in it. It was probably shot in and around his backyard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> it really, it really looks that way. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, I, I confess, you guys, I watched every other trailer on this, but I clicked play on this thing twice, and each time my body just rejected it. And I, <laughs> I, like, I was just like, no, I, re- I refuse to process these images that are moving across my screen. I just, no, just hard pass. Violently. I also... <laughs> rejecting I mean... these... <laughs> 
I need to point out. I cast thee out. <laughs> uh, so I, I need to point out, it, it's not just from the imagination of Tom DeLonge. When you click on, it's 16 seconds of the trailer. That phrase is given to you as a logo. Yeah. Like, is that his production company? To the stars is. Okay. Because it, it's the O in Tom is the moon. Mm-hmm. And there's a little, little Tom DeLonge. It's jumping a little, in front of the moon. Let me tell you, it's a little character he created uh, for a series of young adult novels he's written. Oh my god! That also ties into a concept album. Dave, you see, you gotta, I gotta brief you on all things uh, Tom DeLonger. <laughs> he's so. got his own little fucking yeah. world going on. Yeah, here. that's uh, this is what he's been doing since he's not been in Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, he's been he's been creating this very like low stakes brand. Uh, it's kind of incredible. Yeah. Can I just please share that according to INDB, he is credited for recent work as Thomas DeLong, Ooh. which is just oh, yeah. a maybe he's being taken. Maybe he's trying to be taken more seriously now. That'll Anyways, happen. that that happens to me fifty percent of the time. Uh, people will put my credits in as Thomas. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. These things happen. But yeah, I man, everybody seek this out, I guess. It's I mean, about, we yes. didn't even talk about what it's about. It's about a teenager who uh, sees a series of mysterious paranormal things happen in Southern California. That's its IMDb synopsis. It's teen uh, ET. It's aliens. It's 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 yeah. it's a bunch of shitty teens doing an ET, and Casper Van Dien is the Peter Coyote character. Yep, it's fucking weird. Incredible. Incredible. I cannot wait to yeah. watch this movie. I know you can't. I know you can't, buddy. <laughs> uh, Wasn't there something where Casper Van Dien was like some sort of he'd married like a duchess or something? I don't I mean, know. That sounds like something he'd do. He does, he, do, he does have the word van in his name, so yeah. like, marrying oh my a duchess, God. inheriting a duchy seems like something No, he, would he do. was he was married, uh, he, he, they're no longer together, but he was married to Catherine Oxenberg, who, yeah, okay, she might have been, um, yeah, she was, uh, Catherine Oxenberg, who was the mother of, was featured in the documentary Seduced Inside the Nexum Cult. Uh, oh, she was the she's the mother of the girl that they're trying to get out in that particular miniseries. Oh my goodness, it all comes back to cults. Yeah, we're really on a journey here. Is yeah. Ca- is Casper Van Dien a character in that? Uh, I I don't I don't you know he they divorced in 2015, so I think it timeline wise it wouldn't overlap. But dang. Dang, I know. That's what because we, we what so that story close. needed we was so one more one more sea level star to enter the picture. Yes. Yep. <laughs> um all right. One one more reliable <laughs> lantern jawed direct video <laughs> performer. Uh this next row we talked about, but we're getting the full trailer for now. Mm-hmm. Uh this is uh Crimes of the Future mm. by David Cronenberg. Uh we now have dialogue and every piece of dialogue so feels much like a parody of horrible a dialogue. Film. Just the most uncomfortable haunting dialogue. Surgery is the new sex. Is, is the, the new most sex. Cronenberg line ever said. Because it's basically Videodrome. 
Yeah, but yeah, they, they got, say something got, about a roadmap into the darkness or something. Leads to do like literally unzips a man's guts and starts making out with it. Mm. Oh my god, it's, Cronenberg it's, in it. It's too Cronenberg. Like is it, it is the most Cronenberg. Is it film. maximum Cronenberg? It really is. <laughs> god. This is one of those things where I'm so, so grateful to be in a position where if I don't want to watch something, I can pay someone else and they will watch it and they will review it and I never have to see it myself. (laughs) I mean, I I might try to see it. Like, I'll see what the reviews are like. I can go to see, I'll go see like movies like this if I am told very, very bluntly how very, very good it is. Mm Mm-hmm. It really does look like they they took every Cronenberg film and they smashed them together. Cronenberg, I think we sort of touched on this when we when we did uh, um, Dead Ringers, um, but his movies. When you go to see his movies, I think you know how they used to like hand you like lobby cards and stuff. I mm-hmm. think when you go to see a Cronenberg film, they should hand each person uh, the IMDb Parents Guide <laughs> for <laughs> so you know what's gonna happen. Oh yeah, like not specifics, but like okay, here's the wildest shit that's gonna be in the movie, right. and here's when it happens, and here's what it entails. Um, so I didn't know this. Uh, this is the second movie by David Cronenberg called Crimes of the Future. That's right. I remember yeah. that. That's weird. Uh, it, he made, but, one they, in but they're not a. Re- it's not a remake. No, it's, it's a completely separate thing. I guess he just likes that title. It's a pretty yeah. sweet title. Yeah, it's not a bad title. Ominous. It's very ominous. Got a lot of and, mystery to it. Yeah. It, uh... Yeah, I think the... I'm trying to look... The, I think the plot of the original, which is actually a short, it's one hour, is like someone like solving crimes of the future, I think. And this one feels more like people committing crimes of the future. Mm-hmm. I think that's the distinction. Uh, body crimes, where... Vigo Mortensen has a new uh, organ. Did I get that right? Yeah, it's like, a, a, it's like it's the organ chair. Yeah. And he's also dressed like a, a fucking evil sorcerer from Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> his, That's... His cloak. Man, Holy shit. That's something David Cronenberg needs to make is a Mortal Kombat film. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take that any day. Any day of the week. Uh, and again, I said it before. I'm so happy for Kristen Stewart who is a weirdo uh, who gets to be in a Cronenberg film, which I, I suspect she's wanted since she was a child. I don't know that for sure, but she's such a weirdo. Yeah. And uh, she's, well, she's also a very cinema, cinema savvy actress. Like yeah. I remember actually uh, reading an interview with her and Mike, Mike Ryan was talking to her and they got into talking about class of classic film and just gen- in general what she was watching and she made a big point of saying like have you seen saint Maud? saint Maud is so good she was like watching saint Maud in during set breaks on set uh dur- while making spencer Jesus. and and now she is signed up to do the next film by that same director uh you know she she you know liked the movie and i guess i i would i would not be shocked if she basically hunted down yeah uh, that director was like, I want to work with you on whatever you want to do next. Sounded like she manifested that. Yeah. Way to go, yeah. Kristen Stewart. Because, yeah, yeah, agreed. Like, she's... I, 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 I'm I, very happy for both her and Robert Pattinson. Like, yeah. they're, they're getting paid, they're getting Oscar noms, they're, you know, 
playing they, playing whatever the hell they want and however the hell they want to do say, it. They, they both get to be weird little freaks in all their yeah, movies now. They love it. Cronenberg, uh, I want to share some quotes. Cronenberg uh, uh, says he expects walkouts in the first five minutes mm. of yeah! the show. And he says, and that's a very special thing. He also says some people have who have seen the film have said they think the last 20 minutes will be very hard on people and that there'll be a lot of walkouts. <laughs> Quote, some guy said he ha- he almost had a panic attack. I like that. <laughs> so Cronen- Cronenberg, t- it, it sounds like people at a Guar concert. Like it's like yeah. you, could, you could put them side by side and be like, which one's the Guar concert? Which one's the Cronenberg film? <laughs> right. You know who should make a Guar film? David Cronenberg. <laughs> he should make a Mortal Kombat film starring Guar. Yes. And, oh, and hell Vigo. yes. Obviously. Yeah. Oh Vigo. my god. Yeah, this film is just full of fucking weirdos. <laughs> I can't I can't I can't fucking wait. <laughs> this is bleak Throw a ass surprise film. Jeremy Irons in there. Just fuck oh, me right up. Can you imagine? He's like Thanos, they like <laughs> reveal him. <laughs> He's their Thanos. Oh yeah. Of the DCU, the David Cronenberg universe. <laughs> we gotta have more of these. I want at least six more crimes of the future. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh what a all gift. right. Well, we're really we're really in it now because the next trailer mm-hmm. is for Don't Worry, Darling. Oh this boy. Has been Oh, I've been yeah. waiting for this one patiently for a while. Hype, 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 hype. Mm-hmm. Hype, hype. This is uh, Olivia Wilde's film mm-hmm. with with uh, a bunch of fucking people. Yeah, a bunch, bunch of fu- fuck, bunch of fucking people fucking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, about a utopian experimental community, which let me tell you, doesn't seem so utopian. Mm. Yeah, very. What? Yeah, that's. The only bummer, I mean, this looks really cool, uh, and all the 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 stuff in it, uh, the the mood looks nice and creepy, and there's some nice surreal stuff uh, in this trailer. I think the, the problem with a lot of these like false utopias is we kind of know the game, so like oh, every yeah. every trailer, I invariably every trailer I see for something about like uh, utopia is not what it seems. I, I immediately I'm just like, oh, this is Stepford Wives. Because it, it right. is, it definitely yeah. has I those mean, vibes. But like, what do you what do you do about that? I don't know. I don't know. I I really like Olivia Wilde. I really liked uh, Booksmart. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to point out that this is from the writer of Booksmart and the writers of Chernobyl Diaries, Titanic Two, Paranormal Entity, Transmorphers, Fall of Man. So. Got some That's asylum people in there, all right. Yeah, it's the com. Oh, it's a combination of, oh, and the silence, uh, the one with Tucci. The bats. Yeah, bats versus uh, the Tucci. one that. Yeah, what's it called? Don't breathe. Kind of ripped off the original story, but uh, it, it, that's a weird combo. That I assume it's because, I don't know what. I assume the Booksmart writer came because it's Olivia Wilde. And maybe it was a script that already existed. Must have been. And they did a pass or something. Yeah. I don't know. That would that would check out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I don't know. It's it's definitely got that Jordan Peele vibe. They're definitely pushing that in the trailer. I think. Yeah. It's... Not that it's going to be the same, but I think the trailer wants us to feel like it's the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It looks good. 
Um, we got Harry Styles in there. I don't know. We decided he needs to be in movies. That's fine. Florence Pugh's yeah. in it. Obviously, she's great. She's great. Olivia Wilde's in it. Olivia Nick Wilde's Kroll's in it. in it. Nick Kroll. Yeah, I had to. It was funny. I stopped and backed it up because, like, is that Nick Kroll? And then, like, if I had just waited, like, thirty seconds later in the trailer, they very clearly show you, yes, it is Nick Kroll. Yeah, it is oh, indeed. Fucking Chris Pine. Chris Pine playing a sinister, sinister host yeah, of the utopia, is. utopia suburbia. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. All One of the that. most underrated things is weird Chris Pine. He doesn't <laughs> get it enough. But like him and like you know smoking stretch, aces. smoking aces. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's nice to see him in something that's possibly weird. I like that Chris Pine has steadily emerged as the best Chris. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he's like he's like low key the best Chris. Yeah, not that he doesn't have decent competition from you know Hemsworth and 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 Evans, uh, but he's like the best Chris. Everybody, yes. everybody slept on Chris Pine. I feel like. Sorry, Liz. I think no. I was just gonna say I, I fully agree with you. Like, I mean, he he's evolved nicely. I think he's he's kind of just kind of grown up in a really pleasant way. Mm-hmm. I was also gonna stick up for Harry Styles a bit. Like, I, I I'm trying to remember what he did on SNL that made me go, okay, this kid's all right. But he did something on SNL at one point when he was hosting, where I was like, yeah, that kid's all right. <laughs> um, so I I feel like I feel I feel good about Harry Styles and his choices, and I'm happy. I'm very happy he's like getting this kind of this opportunity and hopefully he can actually act hopefully sure yeah yeah i got nothing against the guy yeah he seems fine in this trailer he does hopefully he can hold his own against like an oscar nom florence Pugh. yeah <laughs> i mean i feel like florence Pugh will when she wants to can just eat anyone alive but, yeah you know oh absolutely literally mm-hmm. she can unhinge her jaw yeah, oh, it, just uh, with a knife and fork. Just with a knife and fork. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah. true. Very slow. She's yeah. a lady. She's a lady. <laughs> Takes her time. <laughs> you're on her schedule when you're being eaten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actual cannibal Florence Pugh. <laughs> <laughs> I do share your your concern about this film, Tom, which is that it's one of those plots that's like, yeah, we have seen it we a lot. We kind of know the game, yeah. Uh, but but I, again, I I'm really curious about the ride. I I hope. They do something. Uh, it's one of those where it's like you're always waiting for the twist, right? Mm-hmm. It's like what's what it's is it going to be? And I don't know. I hope it's something interesting. Um, Th- yeah, that's not to say that you can't do interesting things with this premise and this. Uh, yeah, so I, all the people involved uh, definitely make me want to watch it for sure. Yeah, and, and again, like Olivia Wilde. Uh, she's done this is her second feature i believe right she's done some yeah. shorts mm-hmm. um so i don't know i i really liked book smart so i'm i'm just excited about <laughs> this directing career yeah uh, for sure and i hope it keeps going um, um but if she has time of course i would also like a tron legacy sequel mm-hmm. which i mean we're due we're super due yeah yeah Once well top- i don't know like I mean, like what, what was the gap between the first film and tron legacy i think we should just wait as, as uh, that that exact period of time that's true like 30 years mm-hmm. that's okay we'll just haul out like yeah jeff bridges skeleton mm-hmm. uh, they, they have we, that yeah. technology already set up oh yeah, they, they, he exists forever on some hard drives now yeah, we got we got Jeff Bridges for <laughs> centuries now. In some of the worst quality CGI. Oh, it looks weird. He looks real waxy. He does. <laughs> he looks very shiny. Yep. 
Uh, speaking of terrifying looking things, we have one last trailer here. Oh, this dropped man. like today. This is the Netflix Resident Evil mm. series, uh, which they just did a movie. Completely unrelated to the movie yeah. that just came out. Well, this yeah. is live action, and the movie was anime, I believe. Or am I wrong? Or is it also, they also did. There's also. Oh God, they also did a live action movie. Yeah. What are these yes. lunatics thinking? There was a live action movie, Welcome to Raccoon City, that came a few months ago, and then I think last year Netflix had an animated Resident Evil series that was like a four episode series or something. That is hot nonsense. I know it's weird. They 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 were their PR people were very aggressive about trying to get me to watch that cartoon too. It was wild. <laughs> the thing is, is that, and I don't I don't know why I never really played the game. I'll take every adaptation. I'll take them all. There, you really uh, the the game is just like a pretty much like a you know it's an adventure game, but it's tonally and and in its story, it's just an homage to to be horror movies. So it's like. You can't really do uh you can't really do adapt it poorly is my point. Yeah, I am curious about I've always wondered um Village and the one before it. Uh-huh. How I I I know if you play the games it makes sense, but like I've only played the early games and I've seen pieces of those games and it's like how did we get here? Uh and I I would love to see someone adapt those into a movie. Because uh, I feel like way different tone, right? You're talking about seven and eight, or seven and eight. I oh, guess. Oh yeah, 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 that would be cool. Uh, because they do seem like completely different games, uh, from what I've seen. But yeah, I it's interesting. I, I don't know. Like <laughs> we've seen so many versions of Raccoon City, and they're all different. And I I don't know how they managed to do that. Like the Jovovich ones, it's like a it's like Chicago, it's like a city. Right. The that new one, it was like a small town. Yeah. And this one it's like a future city. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, fuck it. Give me give me all of it. Do it all. I don't care. Yeah. It it's 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 the twenty first century of Hamlet. Everyone has their everyone has their raccoon city. Yeah. Uh <laughs> everyone everyone has their take. Yeah. I want to see Sir Lawrence Olivier and fucking Resident <laughs> Absolutely. Evil. Fucking and Lance Reddick as Whisker. Uh, yeah, whiskers. Do it up. Get Lance yeah, Reddick in it. there as Whisker. Yeah, I'm. I'm loving this. It, it's just. Can I just share more. that Fuck when uh, a, a, a delightful story I heard once is that apparently when Lance Reddick was shooting the show Fringe, he was living up in Toronto by himself, was kind of lonely, and apparently he got he became really friendly with the uh, owners of a local comic book shop, and like he just like huh. apparently did a. He basically became a huge graphic novel fan uh, while he was working on that show, and so he's a huge genre guy. He just never doesn't he doesn't get to do a ton of it beyond Fringe, so it's very exciting for him to for 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 for, for I guess fans of him to see him get to do stuff like this because yeah, yeah. he is also a fan of it. I'm he, excited for him. Yeah, he does do a lot of voiceover in video games. That's true. Uh, right? Has he ever done a voiceover in a, tr- a Resident Evil game? No, but he's um, no, he's not. Yeah, which is weird because <laughs> he's been there are a lot of them. Game. Yeah, or there's maybe, like a hundred Resident Evil games. Yeah, maybe they offer it and he's like, "No, I'm going straight to the source. I want my, I want my the whole Reddick. I mean, he could have pulled the Sokatano and like you know 
voice the, no that was not no it was a uh, bo katan Jeez, come on liz get your shit together <laughs> the, where the, you play the, the katie sackoff character right? yeah Kate, who katie sackoff originated the character on the clone wars and in animated just as voice in animated form and then they cast her as the actual character in mandalorian right. season two yeah that all checks out i mean yeah i, Listen, I, I, just, I want I'm, I'm just happy to see lance reddick and some hot zombie action yeah yeah let me actually ask uh it, it, who is albert wesker who is that character he's like he's the like main bad guy or yeah. one, one of the primary villains of the series fun yeah yeah it's pretty sweet <laughs> yeah it, it, it i mean i'm gonna watch it i don't know why if would i good. not why would yeah. i not it's on netflix it's gonna be right there in front of me so right. like how am i it's not gonna, gonna be... watch a resident evil netflix show starring lance reddick that's gonna take me no additional investment of of money just my time my precious time on this planet Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's all it asks of me and i happily give it yep (laughs) yeah happily and again i don't get it it's it's kind of the most generic zombies are yeah uh and i still am like i'm in i i don't i i have no idea why i think i i just like every version that's come out obviously the mila jovich sequels have some issues they get pretty but, pretty poopy toward yeah. the end there but that first one it's like oh yeah this is a version and then that new one it's like oh this is also a version and then this i'm like this too is a version of this same fucking story that i'm gonna watch uh i completely understand why other people might feel differently uh and we did it let, let them all in i say yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we, man. we did. We did. Is that trailers. it? Are we out of trailers? Oh yeah. gosh, we did. We have some brief news stories, but first, uh, we got to thank some more patrons. So big thank you to Chester's Prophet. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you to definitely not Caramel Del Toro. Mm, uh, thank you to Brian, who Tom knows. Sure do. Uh, thank you to Bob Grenville. Thank you so much. Thank you to Stephen. Thank you. Thank you to Han Toomey, the confused cyborg. Beep, boop. Uh, thank you to Asking Seven. Mm, thank, you. thank you to happy ed 209 all right let me jump in here thank you to tiger doors pratt thompson raindrops keep falling on my head beautiful thank you to dan hackroyd thank you thank you to manage it's maltov says economic solidarity is the path to paradise comrades thank you thank you to et the extravagant terrestrial thank you thank you to cody johnston's time machine noise thank you thank you, you to pete for pagel thank you thank you to glitterous cfo of michael shannon's chocolate mm, factory thank you thank you to pre-order jason pargent's new book pre-orders are super important Thank you. Woo! It's true. That, we, once again, I I thank none of you, but I am grateful for your existence. Of course. Uh, we have <laughs> one brief fair. news That's story. Uh, I don't feel like we have to talk about it too much. Ezra Miller, they are on a rampage. Yeah. And uh, there's there's talk of them being replaced as the Flash. But then it was apparently uh, debunked, so who knows? Oh, really? Yeah. I mean... It's probably not a bad idea, <laughs> They've but been it on... would require a lot of money. Yeah, yes. Yeah, that's true. But you could argue they might not make that much money <laughs> with The Flash. I don't know. I don't know how much people care and about Ezra Miller's rampage. And let's not forget that the Oscar-winning cheer moment of 2021 was when The Flash entered the Speed Force, Dave. So, <laughs> Yeah, that's true. There's just a Man. huge flash hive I have waiting. no idea what you're referring Tom, to. Tom, do you remember where, when, where you were when The Flash broke the, the Speed Force? I do. I will never forget <laughs> he it. Entered, he entered the Speed Force. He yeah. didn't break it. I was watching a, a documentary about the day that Kennedy was assassinated in 9-11 <laughs> at the same time. 
this and is, then I remembered this is when the Flash entered the Speed Force. This is, of course, one of the problems we talked about with Justice League, which is that by not giving them their own movies first, like, I keep hearing about the Flash movie, and I can't care, because he's a side character in Justice League, and it, they basically, they gave me no reason to want to see a movie. Like, I, I don't know what's at stake. I don't know what his deal is. Uh, I don't... He's the Flash. He runs really fast. What are you talking about? I know, but, like, what's his big villain? Uh, what's Reverse his life Flash. like? Reverse Flash. Is it? Is it just, like, a really slow guy? That's one of them. Reverse Flash. Is it a slow guy? No, Please tell me he's, he's not ah, slow. Fuck. But sometimes sometimes he fights uh, really big ones. Like, uh, he fights Gorilla Grodd. Gorilla Grodd. He fights... He fights a... Uh, uh, Humanzy? Is that right. right? No, no, that's not right. That's a James Gunn movie I don't want to think about. Uh, <laughs> um, ultra, a, no, ultra Humanoid. No. That's it. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, Captain but, Boomerang? That's a Flash villain? Right. Oh, yeah. The only selling point for this is it's, it's got Mikel Keaton in it, right? Yeah, it's, it's the Flashpoint movie where uh, Flash like screws up the timeline. and we get, It's, it's yeah. basically their multiverse of madness is what it's right. shaping up to be. Feels a little too late, but you know. Yeah, it'll be. I, I I'm looking forward to it. They, so, you know, everything teased about Michael Keaton's presence sounds delightful. Um, yeah. Just let him be cranky old Batman, then go on and make a Batman Beyond movie, and I'll be happy. Yeah. Uh, there it is. I I will I will say uh, a friend of mine mentioned that uh, Manny Jacinto would be a really good replacement for the Flash, and that is now all I want. He would be pretty great. Yeah, he'd be so hey. fun and charming and sweet, and oh, it'd, be lo- it'd be lovely. <laughs> Jason Mendoza <laughs> entering the Speed Force. <laughs> yeah, why not? Well, Warner Brothers really has some problems with their actors, huh? Like they're they, both in the same keep... franchise too. Fantastic Beasts. Yep, and then there's the Aquaman deal with what's her name, Amber Heard. Mm. It's it's just they they they. They pick very controversial uh, people, it seems, or like they get them after the fact. Uh, it, it's weird. It's very weird. Oh, man. For, for a good time, by the way, and I'm not saying this is actually a good time, uh, but it's worth digging up. I think it was either 2017 or 2018, whenever they were promoting, uh, but uh, apparently there was, well, no, Aquaman was 2017, right, Tom? 2018. 2018. Okay, so it would be this would be summer of 2018. Uh, reading, dig up storage, whatever stories you can find on the Warner Brothers presentation at Comic Con, because apparently it, by all reports, someone really messed up or someone just did not care, and uh, both Amber Heard and Johnny Depp post divorce were backstage at the same time. Yeah, oh. their presentations were back to back, from what I remember. Yeah. Jeez. Yep. Not that awkward in the good. slightest. Yeah. Yeah. Good God. Good God. So, yeah, The Flash. I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah. Ezra Miller. <laughs> well, I, Someone I think... needs to stop Ezra Miller. <laughs> well, I think this, the, no, I mean, honestly, the really cynical attitude I've seen other people express is that, uh, you know, he's, he's, they're, sorry, they, they are put, pulling out this bullshit now. And then, in you know, I, I what did what did did Flash get delayed to uh, next year? I think so. Yeah, yeah. And then Black um, Adam, I think, is toward is now the end of the year. I can't remember now. 
Well, uh, Shazam moved up. Sh- oh. um, right, that's right. Man, I can't keep the release schedule. <laughs> I don't care, I, and I don't. I really don't care about any of these. Yeah, of course. But um, the, the the point that someone made uh, somewhere was that you know we're gonna you know we're gonna take some time in a year. They will they'll do like a big big splashy feature about them. You know recovering and going through going doing the work and now they are ready to be a proper movie star all over again um and you know sure who who hasn't thrown a few chairs oh yeah of course Uh, but whom's assault is karaoke bars yeah god (laughs) it's messy it's gonna have to start doing ezra miller drills and karaoke bars yeah (laughs) That is such a terribly sad thing to laugh about, but <laughs> at the same time. Uh, there, was, there was some other minor news that came out today. Um, I'm trying to remember anything. Any, nothing with it really. I, uh, Dan Stevens I mean, is going to be in Con- Godzilla vs. Kong 2, which Ed yeah, Ongard is directing. On that on that subject, they're, they're considering doing the guest too. I saw that now. as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, they're they're uh they're trying to sell uh, this is Spinal Tap too. I yeah. did see uh, that. Yep. Yep. There's talk of Superbad too, but no one wants to actually do it. But Judd Apatow, of course. Um, and of course, uh, fucking Francis Ford Coppola just has the coolest fucking cast for his uh, Megalopolis. Megalopolis. Yeah, he's got Adam Driver, who is basically Adam Driver is like every art house director from like every era lo- looked at him and they're like, mm, I got to get some of that, that guy. Yeah. I want that so bad in me. Like he just, yeah, he just screamed it. That, that like, they was just like, fuck yeah. Get me Adam driver immediately. And I'm happy for Adam driver. Uh, I, for that reason. I love the fact that Adam driver is doing what you've seen. So many smart actors do before him. Like Donald Glover did it. Uh, Tom Cruise did it where you just like, any opportunity they can to work with a great director, they will take it. They will, yeah. and you know, like some of Tom Cruise's work remains the some of Tom Cruise's best work remains from the '90s when he was doing this thing of just like I'm going to work with I'm going to work with Kubrick, I'm going to work with uh, right. Paul Thomas Anderson, I'm going to work with other people, De Palma, Woo. Yeah, and it's like fuck yeah, like if if I had that power, I would do it too. Exactly. Uh, yeah, that's fantastic. Learn from, learn from the best. Yeah. <laughs> One final piece of news I want to mention, and this was brought up today. Blumhouse is releasing uh, soon a horror movie in August about a, it's a slasher at a gay conversion camp called They Slash Them. And hmm. I, 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 I have a feeling it's not going to be what, like, I, I see why they had to name it They Slash Them, right? Like, that is a pun for a slasher horror um i'm very suspicious of this but uh i don't know who's behind it but that's also well, a thing that's I, happening. well sorry go ahead tom no you please please go first well i was gonna say i i read the release uh that i got this morning and it's so on the one hand uh it's written and directed by john logan um uh, who you may remember from such things as gladiator and penny Ar- penny dreadful and lots of other writing, directing, lots of other writing work in both film and television. Uh, he is responsible for the script for Star Trek Nemesis. And Ooh. someday I will let him forget it. I don't I know him or anything, film. but 
Yeah, yeah, that is not my favorite Star Trek film. <laughs> no, um, it's the, in, in fact, the worst Star Trek film. Anyway, yes, okay. No. I, I was just, I was just trying to be polite. <laughs> I can't yeah. just, anyway, so, but also, it stars Kevin Bacon and Anna Chomsky. Yeah, and that's kind of baller. Yeah, I th- I think it's it's on the side of LGBTQ people. Uh, yeah, it's I think not, Blumhouse's not, involvements are pretty everything. Yeah, I, I've heard it's not it's not like good, so it's not like a, like triggered the horror movie. Yeah, and so like I really like it, the pronoun puns. Where the internet is pretty sick of. But they slash them. It's like, yeah, you you have to. You kind of had to name do that. it. That. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like that is <laughs> that's pretty good. That's what that's like the best yeah. pun ever. Can I, can I just please say that Tom rolled his eyes at something you just said in such a way where the it was just all white, and I was so impressed. Oh, <laughs> uh, what was it? what? I didn't even remember doing it. <laughs> it must have been they slash them. Uh, no, it was. Uh, no, I think he was like trigger warning the movie or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. Triggered the horror. Yeah, it's like a yeah. yeah. movie's called shit like that. Oh, yeah, yeah no. I, yeah. I, it's awful. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that, whatever this is going to be. I mean, Kevin Bacon. We, we love Kevin Bacon, right? Yeah. yeah. His name is Kevin Bacon. That's such a stupid name. got a for some bacon. Yeah. Perfect name. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we have, we have some more people to thank, so let's do that. All right. Right? Uh, let's thank uh, Kevin then, Bacon. Kevin Bacon, thank you to Kevin Bacon. I'll thank, thank Kevin Bacon. <laughs> He's done so much for you. Yeah. He has. Yeah. <laughs> thank you to the Midnight Patron. What patrons at midnight? Thank you so thank much. Thank you very much. Thank you to Exploding Runes. Thank you. Thank you to Andrew, the proud Satanist. How? Mm, oh, hail yeah. Satan. Thank you to Vincent. Thank you. Thank you to Rev MD. Thank you so much. Thank you to Lauren Gucci. Thank you. Thank you to Bootler Boodles. Thank you so much. Thank you to Tux. Thank you. Thank you to Ricky Cilantro. Thank you. Thank you to Norm from Cheers. Norm! Thank you to Space McNulty. Mm, always up there among the stars. Uh, let me <laughs> jump in here. Thank you to your mom. Thank you. Thank you to Nolan Mayton. Thank you. Thank you to Andrew. Follow Marina on Twitch on on Twitch and Patreon at Heartfist Brain McGuire. Woo! Screwed that up. Thank, Thank you to you. AJ. Thank you. Thank you to Tip Drizzle. Tip Drizzle. <laughs> Thank you to Burrito Mouth. Thank you. Thank you to the ghost of Dave Thomas. Always. Thank you to Aaron Burser. Aaron Burr. Thank you to Christopher Robert Sparts, Esquire. Thank you. Thank you to Mackenzie Fuck Shuffling with Willem Dafoe's Confusingly Large Dick. Chill. Woo. Thank you to Funky J. Thank you. And thank you to Pie Guy. Pie Guy. Oh, man. Whew. Dave. I am pooped. Well, hold on. Hold on. I'm before, shat, Tom. Before that, I'm shat. For the, the sweet release of, of shat. Uh, <gasps> what? Uh, I'm going to need you to cut the shit. I don't know what this is. Mm. All right. Cut the shit, Dave. Tell uh, me whether or not you have a movie that deserves more hype. All right. Ah! You know, I do. Son of a bitch. I know. I tricked you. I know you with did. With my yeah. brilliant acting. <laughs> uh, <paused>. this is... <laughs> Listen, this is called Dawn Breaks Behind the Eyes. It's coming out June 24th on streaming. Uh, it is being uh, kind of called like a love letter to like 70s European horror. Uh, it feels very um, uh, Argento a little bit. It does. In the, in, extremely. Yeah. Yeah. It's about a woman and her husband uh, have to spend a night in a haunted mansion. Like that is kind of what it's about. They inherit a haunted mansion. Uh, they they uh, have to like they, they go in there. They're, they're going to fix it up. And then it just man. 
from the trailer looks like shit gets wild. Uh, yeah. I don't really know <laughs> what it, it all takes place in this in this house. Um, it's it it, it 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 seems like just really trippy. Not a lot of a lot of the reviews are saying like it's not particularly gory. Although um, <laughs> one quote, there is one brilliant moment that will make all the males watching wince. So that that sounds oh fun. Yeah. So you're gonna start talking about the draft? Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it 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 feels like a slow burn that becomes wow that escalated, uh, and the trailer sure reflects that. It looks you know fucking nuts yeah it looks like psychedelic european horror it's also german as shit yes too german it's, it's extremely german, german. uh yeah. this looks pretty awesome to me honestly like I'm, I'm really excited yeah this is like that argento vibe for sure you, you hit it on the head it's, it's exactly what it looks like it's like really surreal and trippy and like really uncomfortable but in a, in a good way um yeah i don't know i'm into it this is this is my shit I want, I, I, want to, I want the score to be done by Goblin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's get <laughs> Goblin in here. On three LPs. <laughs> I like yeah. the part where it's 70 minutes long. That yeah. is dope. Yeah. That, no, I, I really appreciate that. Yeah. It doesn't need to be. The shorter the movie is, it's, always, it's usually always worth it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I, I would say uh, the more contemporary thing to think about is like, Mandy like if people liked Mandy this not the same tone but it's it's I think Visually, in that neighborhood yeah. yeah I I so people should definitely check out the trailer Don breaks behind the eyes yeah fucking an hour and 13 minutes uh that's wild that's like fucking Bambi yeah. length or, or Dumbo mm. length I can still uh, run errands after I watch that movie yeah and yeah it looks fucking weird uh the guy at one point finds a whip and then he's just like outside whipping yeah then he's just Which then he's is, just whiplash for the rest of the movie. Yeah, it's like yeah. I got this whip. Yeah, and to be so, honest, I would do that too. Me too. That, <laughs> like, I was about to say it's the most relatable moment. Yeah. <laughs> he's like a, he's like a ten year old. Right? Know? Yeah, he's you like, would oh, show yeah. up at this manor, this haunted manor you just you just inherited, and you'd see the oh cool whip, and then yeah. that would be your whip for the rest yep. of the weekend. <laughs> that's your whip now. It's free whip. Yeah, uh, but that's all I have. It's it's really kind of you really got to watch the trailer because the the synopsis is like sure a haunted house movie and then you watch the trailer and you're like oh i see it's bonkers <laughs> it's a haunted house movie the way Houseu is a haunted house movie you know precisely it's like yeah bless yeah oh so good mm -hmm. bless house bless this house <laughs> bless this house <laughs> uh that's it that's my pitch good yeah I'll i'm into so it okay. sounds worth finding and checking out i think so um, i agree Guys, you, I think that's it. I think we've done it. I think that's so. We hyped. Woo! Oh, it was so hype, Liz. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, thank, thank you, you for so much for having me. It was really fun. Of course, anytime. Uh, what do you want to? What do you want to plug? What do you want to tell people what, about? Where can they find you? Tell the world. Tell the world whatever you want. Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter at Lizlet, uh, L-I-Z-L-E-T. You can uh, find me on Letterbox at also L-I-Z-L-E-T. Uh, uh, and go by Consequence, which is where most of my writing lives now. And you'll find fun, lots of fun, great uh, music and pop culture coverage. Uh, 
So that's consequence.net. Uh, I just published this week interviews with the composer behind Better Call Saul, uh, Danny Elfman, the star of Hacks, and Hannah Einbender. Uh, tomorrow I'm running an interview with, tomorrow, so that'll be Friday. Uh, I'm hopefully running an interview with Dave Foley uh, from Ooh, Kids in the Hall. That was sure. fun. Yeah. Uh, so keep them busy uh, watching all the films and TV shows and occasionally paying other people to watch and review them for me because I don't want to do it. There's just too many. There's too many. Of them. Yeah, there's a lot of money. And some of them are Cronenberg and <laughs> me. It's, it's, it, it, David Cronenberg would rather, would probably prefer that I have someone else review his film. I think he would appreciate that choice on my part. Yeah. You're welcome, Cronenberg. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Him I'm not thanking either. He's done nothing for me. Ah, oh, but he's done so That's much right. for us all. I yeah. know. He's I take saint. that back. Thank you, David Cronenberg. <laughs> also, you're welcome. Yeah. Oh. Right on. Um, I guess I'll plug our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. If you go on there for $5 a month, you get access to a bunch of exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and Spielboys. We also watch movies with our patrons every Friday night. That is the night of this episode coming out. That's tonight! Yep. We're going to watch movies. So <laughs> Why? Movies? You love movies. Movies. <laughs> I'm glad we decided to end it that way. We also have a store. Head over to gamesandemployed.com where you can find a link to our Teespring store where we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs you can get on t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all kinds of things. So check that out. Yeah. Um, and that's it. We're done! Yay! Yeah. Thank you for having me! Of yeah. course! Say goodbye, everyone! Goodbye! Bye. Goodbye! Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown, and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.